body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports where I narrate, discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms of Monsters and the Phantoms of Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Uh, again, Phantoms of Monsters radio channel is made possible by you clicking on the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Uh, super chat and super thanks donations are always appreciated. And you can click the dollar icon located below the chat box. The Buy Me A Coffee link is also below, so uh, thanks for your consideration. I want to welcome all new members to the channel, as well as first-timers to the chat. Uh, if you're listening to me for the first time, please like and subscribe to the channel. Set your notification and bell icon so you receive word when the new presentation is live or being posted on the channel. Now, if you're in the chat and have a question, please use all caps. I will try to get to each one after my presentation. Um, and I will let you know when I'm on the last uh, account so you can start posting up on the chat. So tonight we're talking winged humanoids again, but this time it's a little different because we are in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, winged humanoids have always been around us in some form or another. Most witnesses consider their encounters profound and life-changing. As well, many are fearful of the future, believing that these beings are harbingers of terrible events. In the state of Pennsylvania, especially over the past 30 years, there have been many sighting reports of these cryptids. And also, uh, I also had a close encounter with one of these creatures in the fall of 1988, which I will talk about. And I have documented other witness sightings and encounters since then. What I find interesting is that most of these sightings have mirrored the descriptions of those winged humanoids reported in the Chicagoland region during the past few decades. So sit back and listen to the personal reports and put yourself in the position of these witnesses and imagine how you would react to a similar situation. If you have questions, feel free to post them in the live chat, and I'll do my best to answer each and every one of them. So, like I said, I'm going to start out with my encounter. I know many of you probably heard this before. I'm going to go into a little more detail, um, probably more than you've heard previously when I've done interviews, but uh, here goes. Now, in October 1988, I was at a little local exposition near Baltimore and bumped into Andy, who was an old friend who was there as part of the group of the Boy Scouts of York Adams Area Council in Pennsylvania. Now, both of us had been Boy Scouts together, and I was happy to see he continued as a troop leader. We decided to grab a bite to eat and catch up a bit. 
It had been 12 years since we had seen each other. Now, after a while, the subject of my paranormal investigations came into the conversation. He had always been fascinated with ghost sightings at Gettysburg and the surrounding area and had camped near the battlefield on several occasions with me. Uh, he stated that a few of the local troops had recently been camping at the old Camp Conewago, and some of the boys had reported hearing crying sounds and were spooked bad enough that a few left their campsites early. They had set up their campsite deeper than usual in the woods near the Conewago Creek Fork, where the little Conewago and the main creek uh, meet. Uh, he stated that he and another scout leader were going to check out the area the following weekend, and he wanted to know if I'd go up to the weekend with him and uh, investigate. I accepted the invitation. Now, Camp Conewago is located north of New Oxford, Pennsylvania in Adams County. Uh, it's along the main Conewago Creek upstream from Dick's Dam. Uh, I currently live very close to the camp, actually. It was established in 1919 for exclusive use by the local Boy Scouts of America. The area is rich in early colonial history since it was located on a major hunting route used by the Susquehannock Indians. Several attempts to establish settlements in the area failed because of Indian raids. As well, the Susquehannocks constantly warred with neighboring tribes. Now, the Susquehannocks were eventually forced back into the northeast part of Maryland and, and Delaware and the colonists were able to expand westward into the Allegheny Mountains. The area became an important trading stop for settlers to stock up on supplies and get updates before heading into the wilderness. So I met Andy and John the following Friday at the campground. I was shocked at how little the place had changed. Uh, a flood of boyhood, me boyhood memories came over me while I walked around the cabins and the administration building. I grabbed my gear and followed them into the woods. I suppose we hiked about 500 yards or so before we came to the bank of the creek. Then we followed the creek for another 300 yards until we came to the fork. We set up three tents and had a nice fire going in short order. It was around three, 6 o'clock p.m. by this time, so we decided to stay close to camp for the remainder of the evening. Now, the first night was uneventful, though I sensed that something was watching us. Now. I, I didn't say anything, but kept my eyes open and head clear. Now, these woods are somewhat thick with ground cover and inhabited by a fair amount of wildlife, especially white-tailed deer and raccoons. Uh, the next morning was sunny and cool, perfect day to explore the woods. We sat down for breakfast when John asked if we heard footsteps and movement during the night. Now, Andy said he slept straight through the night. I told them that I heard some movement, but assumed it was one of them. Nothing seemed to be disturbed in the campsite, so we dismissed it, though I still had this lingering sense that we were being watched. We spent the day walking for several miles through the woods and examining points of interest. Now, I, I wasn't picking up on any anything, spirit or otherwise, and, and started to think that this was going to be a quiet weekend. So about 6 p.m. that Saturday, we got back to camp, sat down to talk about any little thing that came to our heads. So later that evening, we were sitting around the fire engaged in a conversation about football when suddenly a scream rang out west and upstream from our location. I thought it sounded like an owl at first, but about an hour later, it happened again. 
and it distinctively sounded like a child. I, I couldn't tell how far away it was, but it lasted for several seconds and seemed to fade in and out. We got up and walked a few yards into the woods expecting to hear the sound again. Now it was quiet for about an hour, and we were discussing what could have naturally caused that sound. I've heard bobcats, owls, rabbits scream, and none sounded close to this. We agreed that it was the cries of a child, or at least it sounded like that. So we uh, decided to stay up for the entire night. Uh, there was a bright moon and much of the woods and creek were visible. Now at approximately 1 a.m., I got up to stretch my legs and walk the perimeter of our camp. I stood still and tried to figure out this feeling of being watched the entire weekend. I walked back to the campfire and told Andy and John what I felt. So we started walking along the trail by the creek towards the fort. We walked about 50 foot when without warning, we recognized to our right, a large dark figure with bright red eyes standing in the creek. Before we could shine our flashlights on this being, it suddenly jettisoned straight up into the air with an audible whoosh. A few seconds later, we heard another scream that seemed to fade as if it was flying away from us. We hurried back to the campsite and compared thoughts about this phantom. Andy was shaken up and didn't talk for several minutes until I prodded him for his recollection. John was surprisingly calm and uh, estimated that it was six foot or so, dark in color, and seemed to have something extending from its back. I also noticed the structures on the back and commented that it reminded me of wings, but I was unsure. We all agreed that it had bright red eyes. That was obvious. Andy then spoke up and stated that he wanted to spend the night in the administration building and come back and collect the gear in the morning. So he and John walked back, but I decided to stay at the campsite for the remainder of the night. Nothing significant occurred, though that feeling of being watched remained. Now, after the investigation further research, I concluded that this creature or phantom was more than a simple spirit or residual energy. It was aware. I was aware of the numerous sightings of the uh, Mothman in West Virginia, and it seemed that this being was somewhat similar in description. I and other researchers have investigated this area since our sighting, and uh, I have come up with minimal further evidence, though. A report of a dark creature was made by a resident who lived near Dick's Dam a few years later. Later, so the investigation remains open. So, like I said, I uh, I posted this on the uh, this encounter on my blog a couple of years after I had started it, and uh, you know I really had to talk much about it to people. A few people knew about it, but after I posted it, I received an email from a man who lived a mile or so downstream from the incident near Dick's Dam. He stated that he caught sight of something big and had heard similar screams for many years and that the frightful sounds continue to this day. Then later, a Boy Scout leader also emailed me approximately the same time and wanted to tell me that while camping at Camp Conewago, a few of the boys in his troop had witnessed what they described as a dragon that was six foot tall with wings and a tail. It looked like it had fur feathers. He said that the boys seemed serious, but he thought that they were showing off and dismissed their claim until later when he read the account of my experience. He never stated where the sighting took place in the camp area. 
Now, after those initial reports, others began to follow. So not long after that, I guess about four or five months after I made the post, I got, um, I got the following email. Sir, on Sunday, May 8th, 2009, at dusk, I was traveling east on Hunterstown Road, Route 394 towards Hampton, Pennsylvania. Just before I started to cross Conewago Creek, I clearly saw a large creature with wings fly over the bridge in front of me. It was about 100 feet in front of the car. The creature was dark in color and was as big as a full-grown human adult. I looked in the direction in which it flew, but I lost sight of it. Now, I asked a neighbor, and she, this person lives in Hampton, if uh, she had ever heard of anything like this. She said there was a rumor of a sighting near the Boy Scout camp a few years ago. I searched the internet and found your story, and including the second sighting near Dick's Dam. Have you determined what this is? Is there a chance that it could hurt anyone? Well, you know, of course, I didn't know much at the time, and I couldn't really give her much of an answer. But uh, at that time, I was hoping that we would get other sighting reports. Well, not long after that, I, I received another one. I saw... I saw a flying something during the evening of April 29th, 2009, around 9.50 p.m. as I was driving north on Harmony Grove Road, north of Dover, Pennsylvania, near the Conewago Creek crossing. I noticed something fly straight up into the air from behind the trees on the creek bank. It shot straight up just at the treetop and spread its wings and flew east towards Pincho State Park. It was not a bird, just too big. I don't know what it was, but I'd say it was about 10 foot in height and had wings like a bat. I did notice a head or tail. It was black in color, no feathers. I searched Google and your story came up. I didn't know what the Conewago, I didn't know about the Conewago phantom sightings. I don't know if it was the same thing. I did find something like a large burn sea north of York back in 2006. I found some photos on Google Maps of where this thing was seen by me. Any idea what it was? Well, this gentleman lived in Dover. So, um, of course, I couldn't tell him much more either. I mean, you know, I, all I could do was tell him what I had known and I had seen and what others were telling me. So um, as time went on, you know, of course, we've been uh, the the people on the team have been, especially those who are living in the area. Uh, Timothy Renner was one of them. Uh, he has a research area near where, not far from where the Conewago empties into the Susquehanna River. And he's seen a few things there as well, but he really wasn't sure what it was. So anyway, not long after these other sighting reports, I got the following. A local woman reported an encounter that she and her mother had with an extremely tall winged humanoid near Cador's Furnace in York County, Pennsylvania. One of the similar sightings in the general area. Now, I received this report back in May of 2017. This is several years later. Hi, Lyme. My name is Scott. And I'm not even sure where to begin. But after stumbling onto your articles about the Conewago Phantom, I had to get in contact with you. The experience that my mom and I had was terrifying, and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking the possibility that what we saw was real. We've had a lot of experience with the paranormal but this one takes the cake. I've since moved away from York, 
and but we're planning to move back to Pennsylvania. Well, which led me to research hauntings and cryptid sightings in the area. Now, when I Googled Conewaga Phantom, the pictures alone almost made my stomach drop. But when I read your descriptions down to almost humanoid crying, I'm still in kind of shock. It's hard to pinpoint an exact date, but I believe it was summertime of 2010. There were two separate instances that neither of us had thought were tied together. Now, we were living in Mount Wolf at the time, right by the Cadores Furnace, which there's a whole other story about a woman in white as well, maybe for another time. Behind our house were woods, and it wasn't uncommon for us to hear foxes or owls or any other animal making noise out there. But there was one night that my mom had called me outside to listen to what she described as a sad, lonely wailing. Now, we researched endlessly about what could have possibly made that sound, but we always fell short. Now, just as you described it, it would fade in and out and eventually linger away. I hadn't thought much about it considering that the actual sighting was the forefront of my memories there, but reading that description made so much more sense. It was a little bit after that when my mom and I were coming home from running errands, when we slowed to a stop on Cador's Furnace Road. It was nighttime and we always liked to watch deer on the horizon of the fields. I was in the passenger seat trying to see out my mom's window. And that's when I saw this black form from the back window. I don't even remember what I said or did to get her to look back, but she did. She then turned forward, slammed on the gas, and wouldn't even talk about it until we got home and into the house. She said that when she turned to look at it, it stood up and wing-like appendages spanned out from its back. We both agreed it was massive. I'd say nine to 10 foot in height. I don't recall seeing any red eyes, but it all happened so fast. Personally, I'm more apt to be spooked out of by the paranormal, whereas my mother is more curious. But this thing was enough to terrify her. She wanted, she wanted to go back out to investigate, but I was too afraid to go and she didn't want to go alone. Now, the next day when we returned in the daylight to see if uh, maybe there was a tree or a mailbox or anything that we, it could have been what we saw, but it wasn't. Now, up till now, I jokingly referred to it as my Mothman experience, despite the uneasy underhomes. I had no idea this creature even existed. I've told the story so many times, but think it's hard for them to really grasp what happened. To them, I'm sure it sounds like a spooky ghost story. I've been dying to find out an actual explanation for this, and I think I finally did. My grandmother had similar experiences, but she was living in Edgewood, Maryland at the time. She described it the same, though. A massive black-winged figure lingering near her car. She told us that she thought it was a fallen angel. It's all been very surreal. I didn't think I would ever get answers to what we saw, and it's haunted me to this day. I'm still unsure whether this discovery has eased my mind or frightened me even more, but I'd love to talk to you about it sometime. All the best. So, uh, you know, I talked to Tim Renner about this, and he told me he had a similar encounter over Cadore's Furnace uh, in his research area, though he couldn't really 
he couldn't really distinguish what it was. Uh, of course, there have been other reports in the general area, which I'm, I have been talking about. So anyway, um, in uh, September 20, on September 25th, 2015, I received the following report. Me, my wife, and three daughters were driving down a dark road in Littlestown, Pennsylvania, which is about which is south of me. Uh, about 10 o'clock at night, my wife was driving, and I was in the passenger front, and my three daughters were in the back of the minivan. We were coming around the turn, and my wife and two of my daughters screamed out and said they saw a human-sized butterfly pass in front of the minivan. It flew about 20 feet in front of the minivan and straight across the road and then disappeared. They said it looked like a giant butterfly wing with no head, and it was moving very fast. I didn't see it because I was looking out the side window. This just happened a few days ago. I immediately contacted the witness by phone. Uh, this encounter occurred on September 23rd, 2015 at around 10 p.m. on Teeter Road, which is southwest of Littlestown near the Quail Valley Golf Course. And actually, it's only about a, a mile and a half of the Mason-Dixon line. The driver, the wife, and the two youngest daughters, 18 and 13, um, witnessed the being. It was described as a six-foot human form, no visible head, like some Mothman descriptions, with huge butterfly-like wings. One of the daughters said the wings were like large angel wings. The wings had no feathers and were covered in skin and other membrane. The color of the body and wings was light in color, a whitish pink hue. The being quickly flew directly across the road about five foot above the surface. It's well illuminated by the headlights about 10 to 15 foot in front of the van. The wings did not move or flap. It came from the area of the golf course and moved across Teeter Road into a small patch of woods. It was obvious to me that the encounter shook the witnesses uh, to the point where their voices were actually shaking and uh, they strongly emphasized what they saw. So. Um, Again, like I said, this uh, now this location was about 11 miles southwest of the initial sighting I had. So we're talking about the uh, Adams County, York County areas where these sightings have been taking place at. But, you know, it's just not all happening in, in this part of the state. Now, this next report was made by my friend and colleague, Stan Gordon. On March 21st, 2011, was contacted by a witness who reported having an encounter with a very strange creature during the early, early morning hours of March 18, 2011. The incident occurred on a rural road in Butler County between Chicora and East Brady. The witness, a businessman passing through the area, stated that this was the freakiest thing I'd ever saw. It made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. The man told me that he was driving down the road uh, when from about a quarter mile away, he observed something on the right side in a grassy area. His first thought was it was a deer. The driver stepped on the gas to move closer to get a better view. From about 50 yards away, he observed something that appeared to be hunched down and then stood up. The driver then observed a very tall, muscular creature. At this point, the driver had his high beams on and watched as the creature walked in front of the yellow reflective road sign, then crossed the two-lane road 
in three long steps and continued into a wooded area. What he saw was a humanoid figure that stood at least eight foot tall that appeared to have smooth leather-like skin that was either darker tan or light brown color. The creature never looked at the witness as it was only observed from its side. The head appeared to be flat in the front section and then rounded out. He stated at the top back of the skull, it was like one of those aerodynamic helmets. The top was not quite a point, but looked like the ridge on the top of a head. The face was flat and the eyes were, very, were not clearly defined, but the man thought that they might have, it might uh, be pointed in the corner. The ear that had, he had observed on the left side was long and flat and came up and back and was pointed uh, backwards like a flap. The arms were muscular and a little longer than that of a human. The hands looked more like claws, but a number of fingers were unclear. One physical trait that did stand out was extremely muscular legs. The witness stated that it was hard to explain, but the legs did not move like that of a human and looked like they were bent backwards. Now, the witness also saw what appeared to be wings on its back, which were tucked into its body, and the wingtips extended toward the side of the head. There were no unusual sounds or smells um, during the observation, which was estimated to have been about seven to eight seconds. Now, as the motorist approached the location where the creature entered the woods, it can no longer be seen. Now, the next day, the witness decided to drive back to the location of the encounter to look for any evidence. The ground conditions were not suitable for tracks and nothing was found. The witness did, however, measure the road sign that the creature had walked in front of. The sign was just over eight foot high and the head of the creature was estimated to have reached about four inches above the sign or for what he determined to be the head. So this witness, uh, I had talked to this witness. Um, I had a, he had another encounter years later, which is quite interesting. I have written about it, of a fairy-like creature while he was at a friend's cabin, not far from there. I think it was in Chikora. But um, we'll have to wait for that for another show. But uh, I do have a few fairy, I think I do have a few fairy uh, encounters. So uh, I'll save it for that. Now, another report that I received describes her experience in 2010 uh, in Merckstown, which is in Long Swamp County, excuse me, Long Swamp Township in Eastern Berks County, Pennsylvania. Now, uh, Berks County is where Reading is located, so it's eastern part of the state. Uh, the witness wrote to me after reading one of my previous reports. Good morning. I sit reading. I, as I sit reading this article, it amazes me that no one caught one of these things yet. I understand that if something was 25 with a 20 to 25 to 30 foot wingspan flies past you, you're not going to grab your camera at first instinct. Now, my son and I saw this thing on the summer of 2010 in Merckstown, Pennsylvania. Now, we were parked on the side of the road in a heavily wooded area when this thing casually glided up the road. It looked big enough to carry a full-grown man away with no effort. When the winged thing flew over the hood of my car, we instantly ducked down. 
This thing had a round human-sized head with no beak and huge bat-like wings. Now, I would never tell this story if it wasn't for my 16-year-old son sitting in the back seat who also witnessed it on that summer day. I'm a capable guy. Not too many things can shake me, but this thing scared me. Now, this is what I saw. The body was five to six foot in length. The wingspan was 25 to 20 to 30 foot easy. No feathers, bat-like skin, jet black, and four to five foot uh, skinny rat or dragon-like tail that stuck straight out. This thing didn't fly like a bird. It glided about 10 foot off the ground in a plodding speed. Now, after 50 to 75 feet of gliding, it took one huge flap of the wing, never changing elevation, and glided up the road till it disappeared into the woods. I'm convinced this thing lives underground, probably near some sort of hot spring because it had no feathers. Well, that's my story. Feel free to reply with any questions. Uh, that 45 second event will forever be etched in my memory. I say we find it and catch it. <laughs> I would love to see it again up close. Well, I did talk to the witness. Uh, and, and Butch knew about that sighting. I told him later on, he lived near the area, but frankly, he never had received any uh, winged humanoid reports in the area. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, but I, I do think they saw something because he was really dead serious when I talked to him. Now, here's another report I received. Lon, my brother and I had an encounter while driving that I will never forget. Not a week goes by that I do not think about the encounter, what it was, or the significance. I have subsequently searched for local and regional reports of similar experiences or sighting matching our confrontation and came across your website. Now, at the time of the event, I lived with my brother and we liked to go food shopping at night to avoid the crowds. It was a cloudless, brightly moonlit fall night in October 2011. And we like to drive around with the windows, the sunroof open with the heat blasting while breathing in the crisp, cool Pennsylvania fall air. We had a vehicle full of groceries while taking a long way home. I turned off Route 329 in North Whitehall Township in Lehigh County onto Cobbler Road, a road I do not recall ever driving down before. I heard, I had heard wings flapping through the sunroof and above the car and immediately figured it was an owl or an egret or a blue heron, but instead I saw something much larger. As it flew parallel to the car, I then looked out and up the front windshield and looked at its dead black eyes. It was a man with dangling human legs, torso, and arms, and huge bat-style wingspan the width of the roadway. I can only describe the appearance as gray-like, and a dead lifeless face with no expression. It didn't look real. The hair on the back of my arms was, uh, on my back and my arms was standing on end. And I kept thinking to myself that this is something I am not supposed to see, and this can't be real. As we continued down the road, our interaction with the being was only a few seconds before it veered to the left and ascended the hill. Now, as we continued along Cobbler Road until we came to the intersection of Cobbler and Bellevue, 
I stopped the car and I watched it continue to flap its wings as it continued its path. I remember repeating to my brother, what is that? What is that? Repeatedly. And the, the wing flapping looked unnatural and almost robotic. And my brother said, follow it. But I refused as every instinct I had told me to flee. And this was something we weren't supposed to see. Now, I briskly made a right on Bellevue and headed home. The whole interaction lasted 30 seconds tops. At the time, I had a, board, uh, a poor quality BlackBerry camera and didn't even think to try to take a photo or video. The moment was terrifying and my flight response overcame any other sense. Now, after researching the area, I found that the building we had just passed on our inter interaction began, when our interaction began, was an old abandoned slaughterhouse. Now, I don't know if that had any significance, nor was I aware it even existed. I have a master's degree in engineering, so naturally I searched for a prosaic answer based on logic and reason, hence why my brain initially went into a large bird as an owl, eagle, or a blue heron. But it wasn't. We know what we saw. It was a winged man just a few feet away. Well, obviously people are seeing these things. And of course, we do occasionally get them in Pennsylvania, these sightings in Pennsylvania. But of course, in 2011, we started getting the sightings in Chicago. And until this day, we're still getting them. So um, this last report, now this is the last report. So if you have questions, you can start posting them on, on the chat. I received a telephone call from DF, who lives on his farm with his family near Freeport, Pennsylvania in Armstrong County. On October 11, 2013, at approximately 5.30 p.m., DF was in his recording studio, a separate building on the property. A client was playing the piano at the time. DF walked to the adjoining kitchen to get a glass of water. When he looked out the window, he noticed a large winged being descending from the sky. He described it as an owl man with wide feathered wings that had a longer feather spaced six to seven inches along the bottom edge of the wings. The head was round with large black circular eyes, small owl-like ears, and a short hooked beak. The body was five foot in height and shaped like that of a human with legs, ending in three toed talon feet. The feathered body was light to dark tan. The wingspan was 18 to 20 foot. It was as huge and it was a huge and impressive sight. The winged being seemed to be drawn by the piano music, in DF's opinion. It landed briefly near the back of the studio, then flapped its wings three times and quickly ascended into the sky. He mentioned the sighting to his wife and children, who said that he should report the encounter. So a few days later, DF was once again in his recording studio. There was another client playing a piano. As DF briefly stepped outside, he noticed the same winged being descending near the studio. This time, it must have seen DF and quickly flew away. Now, DF is a, a bit old school and, and didn't have a cell phone with him at the time. But he did sketch a winged being after each occasion. So um, honestly, I can't find I can't find the sketch. I had to dig it up and put it up. But it it, it does look like an owl man. Um, 
After six years, he was finally convinced to come forward about his sighting. Any further information would be added to the report. And, and uh, I did have an investigator go to the site, talk to the individual. Uh, there, one thing that did stand out is there are a lot of caves and a lot of old mines in that area. So it seems to me that may have something to do with it, but that I don't know. So let's get your questions. I want to thank I want to thank uh, Greg Scarta for his uh, super sticker and Mortal Clown for their uh, for their donation as well. Thank you very much, Bear Zip, as well as Germac Ten with their donations. Much appreciated. Okay, let's see what questions we have here. Happy New Year, Lon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody's wishing Happy New Year. I have. I, I do believe this is going to be an interesting year. I, I don't know why. I just got that sense that we're going to be busy this year as far as paranormal and cryptids and such. Uh, it's hard to tell, but I just got a strange feeling. And many people I've talked to are saying the same thing. Okay, where are the questions? They must all be below. Okay, Joshua 1212. Lon, do you think when people feel such dreads when seeing a cryptid, do you think they are evil? I don't think so. I I, I just, you know, I, I guess like most people, and I know how I would react, if I saw something I didn't recognize, I think fear would probably be the first thing that hit me. Um, you know, with most cryptid sightings, we just don't get that evil intention feeling from the witness. Um, quite frankly, I have never sensed it, even when I talk to witnesses, even with what's been going on in Chicago for instance, I, I just don't get the sense that there's evil intent. Uh, but I'm not going to say that these sightings of any cryptid just don't put some type of fear in people. They do. Disseratum. Happy New Year, Lon. When do you plan to do a show about Facebook? Well, I just mentioned that. I'm going to try to do it. If I can get enough, if I can get enough reports and citing reports to, um, to put a show together, I will. That's the whole thing. You know, there are certain subjects I just don't get a lot of information about. Um, but as far as faith folks go, yeah, I might be able to do that. Uh, I, I, and I will promise you I'll look. And uh, if I can get enough if I can dig up enough, I will post it. Um, I'm not going to say it's going to be next week, but it may very well be next week. So it's a good suggestion. So we'll see what we can come up with. Uh, Cookie, are these winged creatures ever seen in pairs or groups? Very rarely. But we have had sightings of um, two of these creatures together uh, in Chicago. Uh, one one sighting was above Lake Michigan uh, from a boat, 
where two of these these beings were literally flying figure eights above the boat together. Uh, there have been other sightings where it could have been more than one. People weren't really sure, but that one in particular stands out to me. Victoria, thoughts on recent Miami, Florida alien report? Oh man, you know I'm I'm hearing. You know, I posted that yesterday, and it just went viral. I I've been getting literally tens of thousands of hits on it. Um, I I did find some indication that people did see something that looked possibly like a humanoid or possibly a, a, a crawler humanoid. Uh, now, Bernadette sent me a video today, tonight. I'm going to have to look into that a little further. It, it's it's pretty distant, but it looks like there's something that's being seen. I got to check that out, and I, I am digging into it. I, I don't know what's been going on. It just seems funny to me that if it was a fight, and I know there was a fight, there, there's something broke out. But why do you call 30 to 40 cruisers in to take care of it? I, I just don't get that. Something something other than that is going on, it's, and it's being covered up, I believe. Um, I've made some inquiries. I don't know what it is. Someone even suggested to me that they it may have been a um, it may have been a, uh, a skunk ape. I don't know. I don't see any evidence of that. Somebody else also mentioned something about possible MIBs being seen in the area at the sighting was reported. I don't know anything about that either. But I did I did post it. So uh, if you go back to the blog, the post is there, and that's that's the update. That's what I've got so far. Uh, Cookie, are these winged creatures ever seen? Okay, you, you already said that. Okay. Darcy's wiki. I think the fear described comes from the fear of not knowing they exist till they see them. Yeah, I agree with that. People are shocked. It, it is, uh, you know, that's that's the indication I get. Many times people are just shocked by seeing it. I mean, that includes what people saw in Chicago. Uh, Darcy had a sighting. I don't know if hers was fearful or not, but she saw something, which I, she reported to me and I took uh, I reported and looked into. Um, and here in Pennsylvania, the, the, that fear factor does seem to bring itself into it. Uh, but I don't know if it, it has anything to do with evil or any evil intent. ACDC. 5150. Lon, have you ever been to Bachelors Grove Cemetery outside Chicago? I've never been there. I know of it. I know plenty of people who have been there. Uh, you know, I, I've heard all the reports. It, it's a pretty desolate area, actually. Uh, people have been cleaning it up, trying to take care of the location, but it's an old cemetery. And of course, they're there have been apparitions seen there and reported over the years, but no, I I have never been there. Uh, Tyler Garen, hey Lon, what is the furthest west you have heard of winged humanoids? Any out of New Mexico? I have had some in New Mexico. 
uh, right on the uh, Texas-New Mexico border. Uh, there have been a few out in California, but, you know, those sightings are very few and far between. Most of the sightings that we have gotten have been in the Midwest and the East, uh, but there have been a few. And, um, you know, I uh, I don't know exactly what people are seeing, but that, that one that in New Mexico, what, the one in particular that I mentioned near the border with Texas was really interesting. Uh, I may include that in an, an upcoming uh, edition. Victoria L., is there a large amount of missing homeless people in Chicago? Thank you, Lon. You know, we looked into that. You know, not from what we can tell. There haven't been any bodies that, you know, or anything missing pets as well. There haven't been uh, pets missing in droves. That's what makes me believe that these creatures, if they do, if they do feed, I, you know, that we don't even know. I think they're interdimensional. I think they are here very briefly and then go back to where they came from. That's just my opinion. And I, I think a lot of other people on the team have started to come around to that opinion. Um, but I don't know. You know, um, you know, when you look at the Chicago sightings as a, as a whole, I mean, it, it's it's just a very strange enigma. And we have no idea what it, what it is and what these things eat, drink. Um, we think they are flesh and blood. But we also believe that they they have the ability to move in and out between our world and, and another dimension. Aldo Zamundio, Happy New Year, Lon. Is there any odor or electromagnetic phenomena associated with these beings? Now, well, some of the sightings in Chicago, uh, I think there's two or three. Uh, the witnesses did mention that there was like a strong ammonia smell odor associated with them, uh, especially after they went and they saw it, then they went to the location where they first saw it. Uh, and they, they do mention there, there are some type of um, ammonia smell associated with it. As far as electro, uh, electromagnetic phenomena, no, nah, not really. Uh, we haven't even noticed any orbs or anything like that has been reported. So, uh, or the witness just didn't see it. Cookie, uh, what are the most common cryptids being reported lately? Well, we're getting a lot of cryptic canine sightings for whatever reason. Um, we're actually going next Saturday. We're, we've got a location where in, we had a report of little people just north of here. And there's some cryptic canine sightings at this location as well. Uh, when we get that when we get that report all ironed out and go through it and everything, I, I will make a report on it. Um, I, I do suggest if you go to uh, Strange Familiar's podcast, which is Timothy Renner's podcast, and uh, he had he had a show last night in which he interviewed a local woman who had cryptic canine encounter. Uh, you may want to listen to that. Uh, I'm waiting for Tim to write up the report. So when that does come up, I'll get it on the map and I'll, I'll make the report visible to everybody in, on the blog. Uh, Dorsey's Wiki. My original canine sighting was fearful due to the unknown existence. My other sightings have 
had no fear. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the second time around, <laughs> maybe you're, you're just not as fearful. But, uh, you know, it, it is not my desire to really come across a, a cryptic canine. I mean, I'll investigate it, but I don't know how I'd react if I saw one. So uh, I, I get that. Just to rot them. I've heard people will feel dread even before they see anything. Do people sense portals maybe? I, I guess that's possible. Uh, I can sense portals. I can literally hear them. They make they kind of let off a buzzing sound for me, uh, even when I'm doing it remotely for whatever reason. I mean, I'm just sensitive to that. But um, I, I think, um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why, if there's any, any uh, other phenomena that causes the dread. It could be, but uh, I don't know. It's a good question, but I, I really don't have much of an answer for it. I'm sorry. Uh, race fan. Lon, what do you think the Chicago Phantom is? I don't know. I think it's an interdimensional being. I don't, I, I kind of got a sense that what the people do see of it is not what is actually the real form of this thing, especially in its own world or its own dimension. Uh, do they make some, do they change somehow or are they, are, is their interpretation by humans different or to, you know, of what they see? I don't know. I wish we had, I wish we had better information. Um, it, it's just something, you know, it's the whole Mothman winged humanoid phenomena. I don't think anybody can really say what they are to this point. Now, hopefully one day we will get more information, but. It, it's a big question and a big mystery at this point. Uh, Hippie Custer, do you think the Van Meter monster was legit? I do. Uh, Chad Lewis wrote an excellent book about it. Uh, and for those who don't know what the Van Meter visitor is, uh, it, it was most likely a uh, pterosaur-type winged creature that was seen in the early part of the 20th century in Van Meter, Iowa. Uh, a lot of the speculation was that it was, it was probably living in a cave nearby. But, you know, if you, if you get a chance, read, read Chad's book. It's an excellent book. It's called The Van Meter Visitor. It's, uh, I've, I've interviewed him about it several times. And uh, I think it is real. I really do. Jose Sanchez, could they live in underground caves, tunnels? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, they could. Um, but when you're talking about Chicago, you know, other than some type of urban cave or underground, uh, that would be the only place. And we haven't heard of anybody coming in contact with these things underground or in any type of um, environment like that. So um, it's hard to tell. ACDC, your thoughts on David Pilates missing 411? I, I, I'm not going to go into that right now. I, you know, I, I've, I've interviewed Dave over a decade ago. Um, you know, I, 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 I guess I can talk about it at some point, but right now I'm not going to. I'd like to focus on the phenomenon I'm actually talking about. Save it for another time.
Uh, Jose Sanchez, could you they be holdovers from dinosaur era? I guess they could be a relic. I, I don't know. Some people do believe some cryptids are relics, even Bigfoot. I, I don't know if there's any evidence to suggest that or even to prove that, but uh, it's a theory. Uh, as Vado Greco, when, hum when humanoids were sighted, have there been reports of missing pets and mutilated animals? No, that's just it. And we have checked that. We have no reports of that whatsoever. Okay, folks. Well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. It's a really interesting show and uh, great questions. Uh, thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. And uh, if you donated, again, it's truly appreciated. Your support's what makes all this possible. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for the re for the personal report show or for the blog, you can forward it to my email at lonstrickler at famsandmonsters.com. So until we meet again, have a safe, enjoyable weekend. I know some of us are getting snow here in the east. I don't know. I hope it's not too bad, but we'll see. So uh, again, have a safe weekend, and we will talk to you soon.